Sonny can never trade. to the return of Pure Fandom's Star Wars Theory Series podcast. This is part seven in our series we took last week off due to the holiday. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Christmas to everyone. Hope you've been having a relaxing, lazy week. I'm Liz, co-founder of Pure Fandom, and I'm joined by my co-host, my dear brother, Patrick Poha. Hey, good to be back in the studio. I know, right? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're not recording from DK New Media Studio this week. Um, travel plans just kind of mess things up. But I think your living room and garage band just adds a little bit more character to it. Well, it's cozy. I mean, it has the character, like you said, but it's still bougie. It, oh, definitely bougie. Mm-hmm. You got um, everything's brand branded in here. Yeah, like, just imagine sure. like a Pottery Barn catalog is, okay. is my living room. Um, no comment. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we're still riding high from Rogue One. As you saw in our last podcast, we talked about how amazing it was. So and good. even though our Darth Maul dreams did not come true, <laughs> the Vader scenes proved to just be... He, he was never that scary. No, the, I love what they did with him in that film. Oh, it was so badass. Um, Make sure you check out that podcast for all the details. Before we get started uh, this week, we're talking about what needs to happen in Episode 8 based off of being uber fans, what will honor the story, and what will hopefully continue the rest of these movies, what we believe needs to happen. Um, We have some horrible news this week. Carrie Fisher has passed away, and 24 hours later, her mother... Uh, movie star Debbie Reynolds passed away. It's just unreal. I mean, that's, I don't even know what to say. It's horrible. Yeah. Carrie Fisher was 60 years old. Debbie Reynolds was 84. Neither one was really that old. I mean. No, no, it was awful. Um, so Pure Fanon will be donating to some of the charities that support mental health. Um, as most of your, as most of you know, as Carrie Fisher fans, she was a major advocate of uh, raising awareness about mental health issues. And so we've looked up some organizations that you can also donate to uh, just in honor of her death and to hopefully help others that suffer the same mental illness as she did. The Alzheimer's Association, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, the Midnight Mission, uh, the Humanist Hub, and uh, the International Bipolar Foundation. So make sure you check those out. Uh, We'll put links to those in this post as well. You can check it out down below. If you're on SoundCloud, head to purefandom.com and we'll put those links in there for you. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about um, what we want from Episode 8. So we were going to talk about this crazy theory about Ray being a Kenobi, but our brother and guest co-host, Jack, kind of really did the research on that. And so Mm. we're going to wait for him. Yeah, he's, he, he, he can handle that part. Yeah, we're sure. just, well, we'll be there for commentary. But mm-hmm. I feel like you're really good for this one because you're really great at pointing out. Like, Aw, thanks. I know. I Sorry, I paused. I'm like, you're really great at pointing out. Wait, what is he really good at? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're great at just identifying areas that are really strong in the franchise and then other plots maybe that are becoming too flushed out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, we need to move on. So let's start with with episode eight. You were talking about wrapping up the Skywalker story. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 awesome, and it's not like they're like dragging it out. Like, I'm, it's not like I'm waiting for it to end, or if anybody else really is. But I just feel like they need to. Like, they just got a strong cast of new characters, and um, it's just like the the Star Wars universe seems to be moving in like a different direction, and they just need to like. I mean, like a cameo every now and then, like that's cool. But just like having the whole thing still revolve around like a Skywalker, I feel like this needs to. I, I feel like it's just run its course. It has. And the fact that they came out with Rogue One and, of course, Rebels. You know, there's an entire universe that they've built. Mm-hmm. And the Skywalkers are just, I mean, they're a massive part of it. But the magic of Star Wars, which Rogue One proved, um, it's just kind of this whole belief on hope and, you know, people that suffered under the Empire. And, you know, we had no Skywalkers in Rogue One. Yeah. And it was a great movie, and I still felt the magic of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So I just, and I I trust that J.J. Abrams and, you know, the rest of the writing crew, they've probably already decided how they're going to end a lot of this from a Skywalker perspective. So I'm just, I'm just anxious to see how they'll wrap it up. You know, like, what do you, what do you think? So with that, moving into episode eight, and obviously Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. will have a bigger role. What do you think his significance is, or do you think his storyline will be wrapped up soon, or what's going on there? I think it will. I mean, I definitely think that he's going to be in a ton of the movie. Like, it's it's certainly in the first half, you would think, because I think I read somewhere that they're just going to kick off episode eight right where seven left off. Which would be awesome. Which would be cool. You know, and I obviously like he's going to train Ray to be a Jedi and it's I would like to think it's like his last like requirement or whatever to like kind of fulfill his his purpose. Yes. You know, just to help him just to help out Ray. So definitely. And I also agree with you. We were talking about this before the podcast in that um, with with his character, he's very much. Not that he's, like, he didn't ask for any of this, but I like the fact that he's never been, like, you know, I want to be leader of the galaxy, or I want to do this, I want to do that. He kind of, like, fell into it, and so he's doing, like, the best he can with Mm -hmm. what he has. So the fact that he just looks like this old, like, semi-disheveled badass with one robotic hand, like, I'm freaking pumped to see Mark Hamill just destroy shit. Because he... Which is what's cool about him, and now I'm off on a tangent, but when he, in um, episode six, in Return of the Jedi, when he mm-hmm. goes to fight his dad and Darth Sidious, like, looks pretty badass. Oh, yeah. And he's always been kind of like, I mean, over, it sounds cliche to say overshadowed by Darth Vader, mm-hmm. but it's just like, he's a kick-ass Jedi, and so hopefully we see him bust out his Jedi skills right in this next movie, like right when it kicks off. Also, really quickly, we are not talking about any plot leaks. We haven't looked any of that shit up. So (laughs) if you're one of those people like our dad that actually looks up like videos of the set, keep it from us. This is just (laughs) fandom theories. Right. I do do agree with you, though. Like, And the thing is, it'll be interesting to see how Luke is portrayed in this one because he's kind of a wild card. Like from the original trilogy, he was just kind of like this Boy Scout like, he was just a really good dude. And this, like you said, just got thrown into the mix. Yeah. And he's just he's just an overall just good dude, you know. And he's just out just to do good. And 
And it was just like you said, Return of the Jedi, just the way he handled it was just perfect. You know, he was like, he didn't want to face his father, but he knew he had to. And then he was just like straight up with Darth Sidious. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to join you. I'm a father or I'm a Jedi like my dad and, you know, deal with it. Like, I thought that was perfect. He's, it's like Melania Trump. He didn't ask for any of this. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> He's such know? a victim. He's such a victim. <laughs> Hopefully you all sense the sarcasm in that. Um, yeah, I think I'm just, like, when he turned around and saw Ray, I saw a face of, God damn it, and also, all right, it's time. Well, I just hope he's, like, jaded, too. Like, he's just, like, you know, he's just been through the ringer. He's been in isolation. You know, it's like he finally, like, helped his dad fulfill the prophecy, but then it all went to crap again. Yeah, and then his nephew had to ruin it, and he's just like, I'm done. So I hope he's just a little more fierce, you know, and not so, like, like do-gooder. That's just me. He's not so, I was going to go into town to buy some power converters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that new hope that a new hope line. Yeah. Okay, so with that then, what do you think I have a couple questions about Ray and mm-hmm. what you think her character is about. You talk about how they're introducing all these great new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do you think her significance is? You know, do we need to she she I mean she was a very important part of episode 7. Mm-hmm. So, do we need to launch like a whole other new franchise with her story or is this her trilogy? Um, I mean, what is her significance then? I mean, I feel like there is a good chance that this trilogy is like going to be Ray's deal because it's like kind of like, kind of like female leads and movies are on the rise, right? which I think is a good thing. It's about you know? time. Yeah. It's a long time coming for sure. And I'm not just saying that to be political. I know. No. And you agree. <laughs> but, like you've even said like within rebels, like Ahsoka. Yeah. She's a badass character mm-hmm. and, um, I think, yeah, just female characters, especially in sci-fi, mm-hmm. you know, if they're they're not just, like, the hot chick in a bikini chained to a giant slug, per right. Carrie Fisher's <laughs> classic quote, um, you know, they're badass, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And Carrie Fisher was still super badass in the films, and that was at a time where women were very much objectified, especially in sci-fi films. Yes. It was like her and Sigourney Weaver holding their own. Yeah, exactly. So do you have any theories, and I know we're going to do a separate podcast on specific Ray theories, but mm-hmm. what would you like to see in episode eight from Ray in terms of just, like, do you want questions answered, or um, do you think this will be a classic second Star Wars film in a trilogy where it'll it'll have, you know, all this Jedi stuff going on, but it'll focus more on the war. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, you have the Knights of Ren and the Empire, or the Imperial... What are they called in this new one now? Oh, the First Order. The First Order, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting because, um, like, she's kind of thrown in the same situation that Luke was, where it's like, she's definitely, when she begins her training, she's a lot older than your typical... Padawan, mm-hmm. like they're, they're trained really young and she's gonna, just like Luke was just like Luke was. And as far as we know, she's the only Jedi that's, or that's going to be trained. It's like her and Luke, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that. it's going to be an interesting complex there to see if, if she's not the chosen one, but she helps like kind of take over the mantle, kind of like what Luke did, or she is the chosen one and brings everything back into balance. And if you, are a bit confused as to what we mean by chosen one. We dedicated an entire podcast to that, which actually has some legit (laughs) theories. Our dad, um, I know we talked about how he's a spoiler. Ho, he's sitting by us. 
Um, but he also has some super legit theories. Uh, so make sure you check that out. We'll put that link in here as well. Um, our chosen one podcast. All right. So I think with what do you just made me think of with Ray, if she's just this person that launches the new, you know, regardless of whether she's the chosen one or not, if she launches this new Jedi, uh, I guess returns the Jedi once more. Mm -hmm. Do you think that maybe some other really cool Jedi will be unearthed in episode eight that Luke has been in touch with, like in the Dagobah system? It's a you know, or something like someone else that he knows, like maybe Ahsoka, which would be so badass. Yeah, yeah. She she would be interesting to see how old. Plus, she's like an alien, so you don't know how long her her lifespan is. Exactly, you like know, her so race cool. could live to be like a hundred plus and still be like. Yeah, because she's all the way back in the, in the Clone Wars, right? You know, I mean, I mean, because it's like he they did reference or Leia did in Episode Seven that Luke was training all this Jedi before. So there's a strong possibility that there could be some out there. I didn't even think of that. You're so yeah. right. Because that was only, what, how long had it been since they heard of Luke in Episode 7? If Kyle, That's so, a good question. I don't know if they ever said anything. It's not that long. It couldn't. It had to be maybe like a decade or something. Yeah, something like that. So there definitely could be Jedi that are mm-hmm. chilling somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. That maybe he helped hide or something or help like place somewhere where because not like well I guess Kylo Ren would be looking for them but not as hard as like he's looking for Luke yeah because they they did or she did say that when Kylo kind of went AWOL that he I think they referenced that he killed some of the Jedi too yeah so but it's it didn't really go into any specifics so it's not out of the realm I think that would be pretty badass and I bet uh, Maz Kanata, Lupita Nyong'o's character, mm-hmm. would have something to do with hiding some of them or knowing like yeah. where they are. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And she's been around, to your point, why Ahsoka or any other really cool Jedi from Rebels could be in it. Maz Kanata had been around for like a millennia or something crazy like that. Yeah. I could be misquoting, but mm-hmm. yeah, like these other life, alien life, mm-hmm. can live for multiple, multiple centuries. Yeah. Very true. Um... <laughs> I want to talk about, I think I know what, I think you know what I want to talk about, but we'll <laughs> save it for last. Uh, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about him really quick. With Obi-Wan Kenobi, I just, I feel like he still has some significance in the story and not just having Ben being named after him. I know some people are saying that Ray could be a descendant of him, mm-hmm. but as a, as a fan, how do you feel we should be honored with Obi-Wan Kenobi if they choose to bring him back? in a significant way. Like what would be doing it appropriately? I mean, I think he's going to be in the movie in some way, because as long as there's a Skywalker in a star Wars movie, Obi-Wan is going to have a presence because he has, he's, he's, he always has something to do with going dating back to Anakin. And he's so such a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, he, he helped and train Anakin and Luke and he'd be, I mean, it's like, he's, he's going to be in the movie somehow. He was in episode seven for that hot second with his voice. Right. You know, so in, and Luke is going to be in this movie, obviously, and Leia. So he's going to play a presence. I don't think it's going to be huge, personally. Like, I think Luke's going to take over kind of like the Obi-Wan role of, like, episode four, five, six, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think he's going to be in it in some way. Because he's still, he's just like, I got to, I, I owe it to the Skywalkers, you know? Maybe in Force Ghost style? Yeah, certainly. And you then know, you get a little Ewan McGregor action up that, in there. That would be the most, though. It's like a little, maybe a little bit of Force Ghost. 
with you. Would that would be legit? And that yeah. would prove my chosen one theory about Anakin being a Force ghost. Yeah. Well, he is a Force ghost, but I mean, being of the Force ghost presence that is calling the light, calling to Kylo Ren, but Kylo Ren doesn't realize it's Anakin. It's very true. That could be a possibility. Damn. Yeah. Let's just see it already. I know. <laughs> gosh, we have another year. Okay, so this has almost nothing to do with episode eight, but we have to talk about Darth Maul, okay? <laughs> Listen. Of course. He wasn't Rogue One in Rogue One, which ended up being fine with us. <laughs> we were really worried that we just set our expectations way too high and too we high. hate <laughs> the movie. Um, basically, we theorized the best fan fiction ever mm-hmm. for Darth Maul. Do you think that there will be another... It would be really cool if they brought in some sort of Darth Maul-type character. Mm -hmm. Like, what I would really love to see in Episode Eight is just, like, an acrobatic, badass fighter. Like, the lightsaber battle scenes were really great Mm -hmm. between, like, the one between um, Finn, Rey, and Kylo Ren. Yeah. But I'm talking, like, Phantom Menace-style... Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul, like, we're doing background off hamstrings, like, all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, the Jedi are, like, acrobatic ninjas, you know? They need to bring more of that in there. Like, I'm totally with you where it'd be so cool to have Darth Maul in the movie. I just think it, don't think it's going to happen. He's just been so far gone out of the plot, and everyone knows he's one of the coolest Star Wars characters and so underused, but at this point... I just don't see how you can bring it back to where it makes sense. Exactly. You know, like bring, like I agree with you, bring someone in that's like a Darth Maul and then don't have them in for 20 minutes of the movie. Like, like make have them in the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe in the next one too. Like that'd yes. be cool. But I just don't, at this point, especially it's, it's so long ago. Mm-hmm. Like episode one was what? Like 60 years yeah, it's not, there's before. no way, even with the whole, because he was created, Rebels just came up with his backstory, and, you know, he was, like, conceived by some mystical power or some shit like, like that. Like, that part makes, it's a little easier, too, because in a cartoon, it's like, it's episodes, so you can kind of work way, your way into it. Yes. In a movie, it's like... Hard to do that character development. In and it's in two and a half hours. It's too much know? to have him be like, wait, how long has it been? Why is he here? But yes, they need some other type of phantom menace yeah exactly we like, need I some just, more fights yeah like it, i mean in george lucas's defense he i he just couldn't realize at the time like how significant darth maul could have been to make that trilogy that much better it's like how could you you know when it's a brand new character like he's badass but you never know how well received he is until you actually how cool would it have you know, been but if- then you like but what they should have done he should have just brought him back into episode two you know just with like anatomical limbs. Yes, because you know? anatomical limbs have been around forever. Yeah. In the franchise, ah, that'd be so cool. And then, what if the last fight scene was still with Obi Wan and Anakin, but Anakin was like partnered with Darth Maul? <laughs> that'd just be. I mean, it'd be overwhelming. I know because there's always <laughs> so much of the moment there, uh-huh. so much drama. Anakin, you're going down a path I cannot follow. Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. I had to quote it. So perfect. Okay. So um, if you do want to hear about who we do possibly think could be in it from Rebels as a badass fighter, we still don't know Benicio Del Toro's character in Episode 8. If you check out Part 2 of our Star Wars Theory series, you can hear Pat's legit theories on that. Um, because I definitely think that's doable. Mm -hmm. All right. So we need to start wrapping it up. 
I would just say overall, what kind of movie are you looking for in episode eight? I mean, something where it's like you get the feel of like the Empire Strikes Back kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I hope it's just not like another rehash of it. Like like we talked about earlier, like Force Awakens was awesome, but it felt a lot like New Hope vibes. Like yes. a lot of similar parallels. Something like Empire Strikes Back, but don't don't like remake it. Or no Tauntauns. Um. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like don't start off on a snow planet. Like just, you know, make it a little more original. But I, I mean, but I still, I want to see the dark side kind of like get the edge again though. I think yes. that'd be cool. A little bit more action. I agree. That's what I want too. Just something where... You know, we we re we immersed or immersed the magic again of Star Wars. You know, we've met all these new characters. The foundation has been laid. Like, let's get to some badass fight scenes, yeah. some cool um, space fight scenes. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, make it super action packed and like have have like Empire Strikes Back vibes with some Episode Three action. Ooh, yeah, there pretty, we go. That would be pretty sick. With some new CGI. Oh, and yes. <laughs> um, make sure Poe Dameron gets his appropriate screen time. Mm -hmm. didn't, you say you, didn't you say he has like a shirtless scene in this one too? Don't tease me. Don't tease me. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, everyone, thanks again for checking us out uh, on our Star Wars Theory Series podcast. Back from our break. We'll be posting these, as usual, every single Friday on purefandom.com. You can check out our SoundCloud um, pure fandom and also on our iTunes. You can check out our Instagram and Twitter at pure underscore fandom. And if you want to write for us, we're bringing on some amazing writers. There are some pretty sick TV shows coming out, so we need more of you. Make mm -hmm. sure you reach out to Liz at Pure Fandom for that. And we'll catch you next time. Until then, capes out. You remembered. Of course I did. High five. Good job. <laughs> capes out.